right, let's praise the Lord for the gift that God has given us through Sister Fullwood. I told y'all everything you need is in the house. First of all, um, as I was preparing for, for God's word on today and had been in conversation with um, Sister Fullwood, knowing that she would be coming up here, uh, she was actually supposed to come in July, but things didn't happen. But uh, we wanted the message that uh, she shared with us to get out to her people. Uh, and I was reading my text that uh, I'm going to be coming from uh, this morning. And then when she sent ahead, and I don't know if the slide went up or not, but when she sent ahead the slide to go, I reviewed it. And God started speaking to me from my text in a different context. Which is why I said that she didn't know, and I didn't even know until last week, that God is going to merge what he has me coming from today into what uh, Sister Fullwood just spoke about. Amen? Because what, what I've learned in my Christian journey, uh, saints, is that we serve a real God who deal with real situations. And as the Bible teaches us, there is nothing new under the sun. And what we are experiencing today is the same thing that men of old have, have experienced. Amen? So I'm going to ask that you stand. And we're going to be coming from two places in the Bible. All right? We're going to have it on the screen. If y'all know we've been talking about serving, uh, God has given me the opportunity uh, not uh, last week because I was away, but I was watching Reverend Nichols boy bringing the word, bringing the house down. I mean, that brother preach. Amen. But uh, prior weeks, I have been preaching uh, about serving. And the first uh, week I talked about uh, you were built for this. A lot of us in our own uh, inadequacies because of our past, we we struggle with feeling that we are we are worthy or adequate for service. And then ne the next week we talked about voices. We hear voices in our head that sometimes distract us from serving God. But today I, I wanted this use for a subject that you are useful. Before we even read the scripture, I want you to turn and look at somebody and tell them they're useful. You, you might have had a, a mental breakdown in your life. You might have been struggling with some things. You might have made some mistakes. And society will tell us, even the church sadly will say to us sometimes that you're no more good for the ministry. But I just want to tell somebody, like Sister Terry and the choir to sing, if you're feeling that way, everything you need is in the potter's house. 
everything you need to put you back together so that you can walk in service for God in spite of physical inabilities in spite of mistakes that we've made in spite of feeling at point like you know what I'm tired and I just need to give church folk a break everything you need to put you back into the game is in the father's house God wants you here today now I don't want anybody and I'm, I'm going to get on because I'm, I'm going to be obedient to the spirit though so please online don't get offended by what I'm saying last week I watched online because we were out of town but if all your relationship with the body of Christ remains on the screen and you choose not to come in the house you missing what God has for you I didn't say you had to come to Ivy Baptist Church because I believe God has many houses but where God has called you if you choose to neglect walking into God's house you are pushing away your blessings because everything you need ain't on YouTube everything you need ain't on Zoom everything you need ain't on Facebook everything you need is in the potter's house now if that hurts somebody feeling I don't apologize for what God told me to tell you because see I'm accountable to the father I ain't accountable to you and when I stand before Jesus everything that I said I needed to be emptied out of me whether you like it or not I might not fill your cup because you might not let it go in but I'm going to be empty with the truth of what God has given me you need to be in the house of the Lord Acts chapter 15 beginning at verse 36 and then we're going to go to 2 Timothy 4 Acts chapter 15 beginning at verse 36 from the NIV says sometimes later Paul said to Barnabas let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing Barnabas wanted to take John also called Mark with them but Paul did not think it wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work they had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company and Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and left. And 
and left and commended by the believers to the grace of our Lord, he went to Syria and Sicilia and strengthened the churches. 2 Timothy 4, 9. Do your best. Context. Paul knows he's getting ready to die. And he wants to make sure his ministry goes on. Do your best to come to me quickly. For Demas, because he loved this world, had deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. Christian has gone to Galatia and Titus to Dematia. Only Luke is with me. I need y'all to listen to this. Go find my boy Mark. The one who enacts who, who left us. The one who, who in Acts was struggling, who maybe made a poor decision. The one who Acts who was on, as a young man who was on his journey and became homesick and, 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 and got tired of the work and said, you know, I can't take it no more. Paul says in Luke and 2 Timothy 4.9, Luke is with me, get Mark and bring him with you because he is helpful to me in my ministry. You're useful. Not my will, but thy will. The words of my mouth and the many meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. And all God's children say, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. You know, when we speak of the apostles, we generally speak of their achievements and their success. But this is not the full story. The man that we talk about in today is John Mark, or Mark, who was a young man. And if you study him, which is not a lot of biblical uh, documentation on him, but if you study throughout him through Jewish history and law, you, you will find out that he had a lot of personal struggles. Even to this point where, where for context, uh, Paul had been on what's called his first missionary journey. That he went around through the region and area that he was establishing churches and setting up churches, and he had folks with him. Most common he had was, was Barnabas, who, who was a man who, if you studied this out, and this is why we should study the Bible, not just read it. Barnabas was one of the people that's credited to mentoring Paul. So anyway, so their journey, and of course, John, John Mark, that's how they, they spoke of him back in there, was with him, and he was a young man. And then later on, we, later on, we find out that John Mark was actually Barnabas Barnabas' cousin. So as they were going on this journey somewhere in here, and if you want to read it for your, your, for your interest or for your learning, or so you know what I'm telling you is true, go to the 13th chapter of Acts, and you'll see where, where they were ready to move on, and Mark said, you know what? I got to get back home. Now, when you study this, biblically, because I believe truth is found in the Bible, 
okay? There's not a lot of information to tell you why Mark left, okay? But when you start to study history, because y'all know we, we look at history books like y'all did in school, you know, and, and y'all believe what somebody wrote in the book, you know. The Jewish folks had their history too. And many say that, that there's, there's, a, um, there's about three common things. Uh, so they're not gospel truth. But some say, and I mentioned, that you know, Mark just got homesick. You know, I'm out here on the road. And if you study their family, his family, well, he came from a strong, biblical-based, strong family. Now, that is in the Bible, so you go study it out. And, and so some say he missed it. Some say that he didn't necessarily agree all that was going on. And you have to really go look into this because uh, you have to see how they interact with the different places that they went to. But then some say that the pressure of a young man going from town to town, seeing how people live and seeing how people treated him and running for his life in many cases, because everyone didn't openly receive Christianity, weighed on his mind and weighed on his heart. Irregardless of what really happened or why he left, what we do know is that he left. So as I was studying this, you know, and again, as I was, was, was talking to Sister uh, uh, Fullwood about what she was coming up, you know, and God revealed to me that there are many people in the body of Christ who want to serve. But they've struggled emotionally with their own challenges, with their own issues. And even folk in the church have been upset with them because they don't show up to meetings anymore. When they call them to be a part of something, they don't want to really, you know, get involved anymore. Instead of finding out what's really going on with the person. We say, and I'm gonna put myself in weird because I'm leadership. We say, I ain't got no more use for them. And time goes on, and if I can use Sister Fullwood, because she gave her own testimony. You know, I get myself together, I get the help that I need, and I'm ready to come back. And then sometimes we still don't want them back. Because we said they deserted us. But I'm glad that I serve a God. That when I made a decision to turn my back on the God to save me, when I repented, he was just like the father and the prodigal son. He saw me from afar off. And he did not wait for me to get to him, he ran to me. Because he understood that in my brokenness, in my mental state that I was in, that everything I needed was still connected to him. 
And in spite of my shortcomings, he still had work for me to do. Talking about serving and the reason why so many people don't serve. Let's look at this text again, and then we're going we gonna, to we gonna hit a couple things, and we're going to do the wrap-up. But I, I think I forgot to tell y'all we got baptism after service, so don't, don't, don't take all. Please go to the, please, amen, amen, amen. <laughs> please just go to the sanctuary. It don't take long. It's been a long time since I've been in the water, but uh, take me to the water. I'm going to be helping Reverend Nichols in the water, amen. Chapter 15. Sometime later, so they done been on, you know, they've been back journey on journey over. Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Saints, it's not just that we share the gospel with people, but we need to go back and check on people. We need to get checking on people just ain't here. To come in here is that we can bound to bind together, be on one accord, get filled. But then we go out and check on folk and see how people are doing. That's what Paul wanted to do. Barnabas wanted to take John also called Mark with them. But Paul did not think it was wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. Talking about John Mark here, first thing I want to highlight to your attention is Mark understood that the value of his service to God was not dependent on who he was serving with, but his motive for serving. I need y'all to get the, he put it on the screen. I need y'all to look at that. Don't look at me. Okay. Mark, this is where some of you are right now. Some of y'all need to understand that the value, the worth of your service to God is not dependent on who you tagged with. Too many of us, if we can't connect with certain people, we feel like my value or worth is not there. Too many of us say, well, you know, I want to connect with so-and-so in ministry because he got a big name. And so, too many of us, if that big name doesn't allow us to connect with them, we think our worth is of no value. But the only person that I want to connect with is Jesus Christ. And Mark understood, you got to understand this. Here is the Apostle Paul at this point in his ministry has been elevated and he is actually leading what we would say the body of Christ in this generation. 
He is going around establishing churches and people are welcoming him in when he comes to help them get their church off the ground. And many people think very highly of the Apostle Paul. And I'm not here by any way saying Paul was wrong for what he did because I don't know what he did. But what I do know is when he dismissed uh, uh, Mark, and if you read back in the scripture, it said, this won't this, well, you know, no, Mark can't go with us. The Bible tells me him and Barnabas got at it. Did, did, did y'all see that? Let, let, me, let me go, y'all, y'all, let me see a minute. Let me read this to you. Because faith come by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. It says in Acts chapter 15, verse 39, they had such a sharp disagreement. There ain't no casual conversation. That means the attitude started clashing. Y'all know what I'm saying? Getting up in each other's grill. You know? So Mark is seeing this. And then Mark is seeing that he's no longer wanted to be a part of the team because of the decision that he made. And not only did that impact him here, but when word got around that Mark, Mark left the team, that made other people feel some kind of way about it. Y'all know how it is when people put their mouth on you and then you start going to some other people and people start looking at you cross-eyed because you know somebody else done told them something about you. All this was going on in Mark's mind. But I'm so glad that Mark did not say, you know what, this is it. I'm tired of church folk. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of the church. I'm tired of them so-called Christians. But he understood that his value and his service to the kingdom of God was not identified by his relationship with Paul. Somebody need to understand that your value and your service to the work of the Lord is not connected with Ivy Baptist Church. Your value and your service to, and your ministry to the Lord is not connected with the brother or sister sitting next to you. Your value or service to the Lord is out of the pureness of your heart. Because in spite of what's going on, your heart, God knows your heart and how much you want to serve and work for him. And as a body of believer, we need to get back to stop looking at people and, and their mistakes and casting them into eternal separation from the church. Because of yours and my sin, God, and once we get saved and repent of our sin, our, our sin, God, when he washes us with his blood, we are not cast away forever. The Bible says we should love each other as Christ loved us. And that's where we got to be. Let me, let me tell you something. I'm, I'm passionate about this. Tabitha, I tell you, I watch too much of the news. But I see the brokenness in this world. And I, I, don't, I don't watch it to go to work to talk about the news. I watch it to see how I have to serve God in the midst of what's going on. 
because I know we have the answer. And don't get me wrong, if you got mental health, you need to go to a professional. They person ain't no professional, okay? But what I do know is before all that was established, they came to the church to find help because there were genuine people who, we're going to see it out like Barnabas, out of the word who mentored and discipled people. You all are mentors and disciples because you've been through something. And if you know the word of God, you can help somebody that's in this building right now. In spite of what they're going to. Let's look at Barnabas. So yeah, that Barnabas was marked, Mark, they were cousins. But Barnabas took the opportunity. Get this, this is what God shared with me. He took the opportunity to severage a relationship they, they, the Bible's not, this ain't my writing, this is with the Bible. They departed, it won't like, may the Lord watch between me and you while we absent one from another type of stuff. My Bible tells me it was strong. You, you see what I'm saying? He took, he said, you know what? My assignment now, this is Barnabas about Mark, has come that as his mentor, as his leader, I have to unlock the potential in Mark. Y'all with me? I am so glad that someone saw me after salvation. After I had messed up after salvation and said, you're still useful for the work. And mentored me to a point of where I am not perfect. But they didn't give up on me. The church, the body of Christ, need to stop giving up on people. When I cut the news on, I see all young African-American males going to jail and, on, and getting killed on the street. But I'm not giving up. Because my hope is not built on Republicans and Democrats. My hope is not built on one, two, three-step programs. My hope is built on Jesus. And I believe this is the God I serve. That I can't be like Barnabas to everyone. But those that God has entrusted to me, in spite of what they've done, you might turn your back on them. But I'm going to mentor them according to the word of God. Because God has the final say. And God can take brokenness out of people and use them for the kingdom. Let me, let me tell y'all something about John Mark. Do, do y'all know who he is? Well, y'all won't live in the episode. Let, let me help y'all out. Y'all know there are four gospels, right? All right, let me see how smart y'all are. Matthew, right? Give me the rest of them. Guess who's the author of Mark? I, I know Mark. But this Mark we're talking about. John Mark. Do y'all see this? This is the guy who got frustrated. Who said, you know what? I'm getting off this journey. I'm going back home to my people. I'm going back home where I ain't got to deal with this stuff no more. I believe conviction set in. I believe 
Barnabas mentored him. He mentored him to the point where he got his life back together. And because Barnabas didn't get all, give up on him, God allowed him to pen a gospel. Because he's useful for the ministry. I need to talk to somebody here who feels like they're not useful right now. Because there's some, there's some decisions you make. And Christian people, they may be in your family, they may be at your church. You know what? They turned your back on you. Because you didn't make a good decision. I want to tell you, though, God has never turned his back on you. And I can't speak for the whole church as a whole, because I ain't the whole church. But I promise you, day person, as much as I know, and as much as the power lies within me, I will not turn my back on you. Because somebody didn't turn their back on me. And saw that I was still useful for the ministry. Amen? Second Timothy, chapter 4. Paul is writing what we believe to be his last epistle. He's in jail. We believe he's tied, chained to a wall where he has limited access. But because of, because of who Paul was originally, Paul was in jail. But what a lot of people don't know, he had a lot of freedom, okay, that he could move about. But Paul knew that this was a point, you know, this is where he's getting ready to lose his head. They were getting ready to execute okay? So Paul is writing this last letter to Timothy, who was a young mentor of Paul. And this is his second letter to Timothy. So here's what he's writing to him. He says, do your best to come to me quickly. Talking to Timothy. For Demas, these are other people that had went along with Paul because he loved this world, has deserted me, and has gone to Thessalonica. Christian has gone to Galatia and Titus to Delmatia. Only Luke is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, because he is helpful to me in the ministry. Let me help you understand the other thing that Mark understood. Mark understood that for relationships to be restored starts with your obedience to God's call on your life. I, I need you to understand that. When we're worried about severed relationships, and I'm talking about in the church now, I'm talking about Christians, I'm talking about with a church, restoration happens when you're walking worthy where God has called you. Because again, I don't know why Paul is separated, but something was done. So Paul, what this teaches me, Paul was keeping tabs on John Mark to see if he had really turned around from what he had did. God forgives us for our sins, but there are still consequences. You can't just say, I, hey, God, forgive me, and, and act like nothing ever happens. There are some consequences to our sins. So maybe, just maybe, the 
consequences of his sin was that separation from that thing. But Paul, because of who he was, and he tells you who he was, he was the chiefest of sinners. He kept tab on John Mark to see if John was really doing the things that he was saying that he was doing. Because what my Bible teaches me in 1 John 1, 7, y'all need to check me out maybe because I might be wrong, but I think that's where it is. It says, if you walk in the light as he is in the light, then you have fellowship one with another. And guess what? The blood of Jesus cleanses who? Us. Did y'all get that? Y'all didn't get that. While I'm separated from Paul and I'm walking as a Christian should walk, I'm walking in concert and connected with God. I'm looking like God in my daily walk, in my conversation. I've repented and turned and I'm walking in the light as God is in the light. Then I have fellowship. Then I'm like-minded with my other brothers and sisters, Paul. And guess what? Then it's the blood of Jesus Christ. It cleanses all of us from that unrighteousness. What I want to say to somebody here today is, you need to understand that I don't care what you did, restoration begins back with your first uh, obedience to God and who he and who God is and, and, and Mark understood that in spite of his struggles and his mistake Mark understood I fail but now I need to get up and walk right before God Amen. who is here today this is rhetorical don't raise your hand don't stand up don't you know now God tell you to do that you do that but I ain't I ain't saying that for that I need somebody somebody We said, they sing, everything you need is in the potter's house. That means that's from you. If you sit on your hands because you are afraid of what has happened in the past, if you sit on your hands because someone else in the church has put you away, you're limiting the power that's in the potter's house. I did not say you were limiting God's power, so let me get this clear. But God's got you here for a reason. Not to be a fly on the wall. Not to take up a seat in a chair. Not to just put money in the offering plate. God has you here because somebody needs you. And restoration Start when you start walking right before God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But when you repent of your sins and you start walking, you start living, you start talking, you start behaving, you start acting like, you start treating your brothers and sisters like, then you're walking in the light as he is in the light and then the blood is 
Oh, precious is that flow that makes me white as snow. No other fountain I know. <laughs> Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Somebody here is sitting on their hands. But I'm telling you, God has sent me to say to you, and I'm not a prophet. I'm just a voice to be used by God. That you need to trust the God that has saved you. That you still are useful for him in the ministry. If you can trust Jesus for eternity, trust him for the right now season that you're in. That you're still useful for him in the ministry. I want you here and Ivy to serve. I really do. And I believe Pastor Swan, I know Pastor Swan wants you here to Ivy to serve. But let me say this to you. I'd rather you be serving somewhere else and you walking in what God's called you to do than sitting on your hands here doing nothing. Because your value is not connected to a building. Are y'all with me? I'm not running folk away from the church. Because I want all y'all here. I want more folk to come. But if your identity, Deacon Jones, is wrapped up in your deacon at Ivy Baptist Church, then that's wrong. If your identity reader that you connect with Ivy Baptist Church for singing, then you're, you're, you're wrong. Service is not connected to an organization. Service is connected to Jesus. Because like, day person on his best day will fail you. But I can point you to a God that will never fail you. person might get in the flesh I hope I don't and talk about you but I can point you to a God that will never talk about you your service is not connected to this building or to me your service brother Tony is connected to God Mark understood that and I'm so glad that he did and that he was able to stay faithful and like I said God granted him to write a gospel. Now, get ready to close here. There ain't no more Bible being written, okay? I don't know which kid what you hear on TV. Uh, in Revelation, when Jesus said, anyone adding to, taking away from this book? Ain't nobody writing no more epistles, okay? And let me, let me get that right. That ain't happening. So somebody told you God said write the six or seven book and you get away from it. I need that, I need, need to free somebody. So don't think that's your service. God said you will start writing the, the, uh, uh, the epistle of David or something, you know what I mean? But what God is saying to you is that you can take your experience your failures, your successes, and out of the 66 books in the Bible that you've given me, that he's given us, 
and you can impart that truth to someone. Sister Barnett, you're an evangelist in the school system. Might not be your title, but between your story and the word of God put it, that he put in you, you're an evangelist. That's what we got to start. I mean, that's service. Y'all see what I'm saying? That's service for the kingdom. Pops one, your influence that you have here over the men of this church, you're an evangelist to it. You can take, and you bless me through your experiences at the shipyard. You can take your experiences and God's word and you can help people like me. Courtney, you've given the responsible to lead achievable dream, right? Kids come there with dreams, but there's a dream that you can give them found in the word of God. You're a prophetess to them. So that's your assignment. You can take the 66 books in the Bible and you can be of service to them by how you walk in front of them. <laughs> to my brother Bradley, you tell a story every day on Facebook with your pictures. You tell it, you capture, you capture uh, the environment, you capture people, you capture God's created creation. Your service does not have to be connected to Ivy, but your service can be connected through the lens of your camera, taking the 66 books of the Bible, and you can be showing people that in the beginning, God. I'm telling you, Stop sitting on your hands and stand firm on what God has called you to do because your assignment, Carol, is not connected with a building. Your assignment is connected with God. And as we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Mark understood. It wasn't be about who my name was assigned to, and it wasn't being about having people accept me. It's about being connected to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, God, for your word. Everything, God, we need Everything we need, God, is in your house. Help us be a house of healing and a house of restoration. Help us, Lord, to be a house of love and a house of unity. Heal our broken hearts, God. Give us the confidence to not just trust you in eternity, but in trust you in our right now season, God. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Come on, Sister Hamilton.
Good morning, Ivy family. My name is Devin Hamilton, and I'm with the member relations team. You are useful. Today's sermon came from Acts 15, 36 to 41, and 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 9 to 11. We learned that the value of Mark's service to God was not dependent on who he served, but his motive to serve. The only person that you should connect with is God. Your value and service to the Lord should be out of the pureness of your heart. You are useful. We have just a few announcements for you this morning. We are hiring. We are going to be hiring for a digital engagement manager. You can view the position description on our website, and you can send your requirements to Angela Jones at ajones at ivybaptistchurch.org. Power Hour. First, second, and third Saturdays of the month from 7.30 to 8.30, there will be a workout with Shannon Moore in the chapel. Registration is required, and you can do that on Ivy's website or the app. And it will be $5 each session, and you can pay via cash or cash app. The church anniversary. We will be celebrating the church anniversary on Sunday, October 30th, and we are looking for committee members to join our team. You can call the church office at 757-244-8165, press zero, and you can leave your name and a contact number. Ivy Baptist Church will be um, hosting the Centera Mobile Care, and those will be on Tuesdays from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. It is open to the public, and it will be for Medicaid and uninsured community members. We want to thank Sister Fullwood for her mental health tips. I pray that you all have a wonderful and blessed week. And remember, love is the key. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Hamilton. Amen. Hey, if you are online and you want to join our church or you want to give your life to Christ, uh, we have someone online who is waiting to hear, hear from you. This text, uh, join to Ivy at 81010 and we will connect we will connect with you on online join Ivy to 81010 uh, and we're gonna uh, say goodbye as we prepare to sign off from online so y'all know what y'all do wave at them <laughs> and for those of us who are in the building no, no, sir.